There was a topic I wanted to get into for a while. I just haven't had a chance to record it, but it's been on my mind. Consistency. Years ago, someone once told me to get, they said, uh, to get good at anything, you have to be consistent. Consistency is about repeating an action over time, over and over again. And you improve on it, and you get better at it. Once you get better, it's going to improve your result. If you want to be consistent about anything in life, you got to make it a point. Be purposeful, direct, intentional, habitual with your thoughts and your actions. Because that's what's really going to get you there. Wondering, oh, maybe I should, or what if I should? That's not going to cut it. You got to take the action. Consistency is going to develop the habit. Habits going to develop the pattern. Patterns are going to develop your lifestyle. Everything's connected. Very connected. You got to remember, too, it works both ways, both in a positive and a negative light. Good habits create good results. They, could, they develop your focus, improves your clarity, enhances your desire. Okay, when I started working out this summer and cooking, I'm going to be honest, I was nervous. I mean, I knew how to work out. I knew how to cook. But following a program was new to me. So in my podcast about the shift shop, I mean to get into more into details. But here's the key. Repetition. Consistency. I became consistent exercising and cooking. You know something? The results happened on its own. I wasn't planning it. It just happened. You know? Now my vision is clear about how I want my life to be and the potential I could take it to. And you know something? Now it's my turn to inspire somebody else. So let's flip this around in a second. Let's make it a little bit negative. A bad habit produces bad results. Maybe no results at all. The exact opposite. You're unfocused. No plan. No idea where you want to go. What you want to do, you're just there. I mean, there's no desire to do anything. Got no drive, no intention, no plan, no goal. In an exercise, why they refer to this as a plateau. Plateau, think a desert. Flat, no change, no ups, no downs. Just one big area of flatness with nothing different. No change basically means no improvement. And in a quote of Les, Speaker Brown, Les Brown, he says, No test, no testimony. Life is going to challenge you and throw you some curled balls. I mean, that's just how things are. You want to beat them? You want to know how to handle those variables that affect the curveballs? The wind that blows? The positioning of your bat? The timing of your swing to make contact with that ball? You got to go through it. There are going to be moments when you make you get a hit, you hit a strike, but you got to take the good with the bad. Now, if you don't have consistency in your life about a particular area that you really want to develop and you're passionate about, I mean, that's okay. Consistency can be developed if you want. It's learned. There are ways to develop it. The best way? Trial and error. Try it. Try it again. What did they tell us when we were kids? If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. I used to hate hearing it, but you know what? It's true. What happens when you try trying again? You learn consistency. You improve. True story. How many times did it take Thomas Edison to create the light bulb? Thousands. He failed thousands of times, and his success was the fact that he never quit. Colonel Sanders, the guy who created Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, the guy with the goatee and the white suit. I mean, his story is similar. 
he kept knocking on doors of all these restaurants trying to sell a chicken recipe, and I kept saying, no, not interested. Now, how many no's did he get? 1,009 no's before he even got that first yes. How many times would you actually get no's and say, you know, maybe I'll go do something else? There's an old phrase that says, a squeaky wheel gets the grease. If it is a squeaky wheel on something, you want to put a little oil on it so it actually quiets down so it keeps doing what it's got to do? Now, why does it get the grease? Because it works hard. It doesn't stop. Even when all that energy is gone, it keeps on going. That's how we got to think about the things in life we're passionate about. Squeaky wheel or electric light bulb. When I was 13, I took this typing class in high school on a manual typewriter. I failed. 1983, there was a program for an Atari 800 computer called Typo. Now, my dad got me that, and I started typing. Now, Typo was basically Pac-Man, and to make your character move, you got to type. You got to type the keystrokes that come on the screen. And I got frustrated, and I kept losing. So I put basic things in there. I put... If you look at your keyboard right next to your caps lock, I put A-S-D-F. The next word was J-K-L semicolon. And I did that. And doing that actually got my fingers moving, which is what counts. So then I started with simple words. And over time, I improved. I used the computer every single night just to get better. And I improved because I got consistent. When I applied for a job in corporate back in 95, they asked if I could type and they tested me. I passed. Two years ago, I went to an agency so they could test my typing skills again. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to give you the numbers, but they said you'll have no problem typing. In college, I used to type papers for people. How do you develop consistency? I'm going to give you four ways. Number one, practice. Look at all sports today. You think these professional athletes can do what they're doing without practicing? without taking the time to learn and master the basics? Can a basketball player nail that three-point shot without learning the basics on how to dribble or even make a jump shot? No, you got to try. Trial and error. You got to repeat the action. You got to make mistakes and you got to keep on going. As you keep going, guess what? You'll find ways to improve because your hard work is going to pay off. Number two, patience. I can't tell you how many people I see at work that are impatient when I seek out help for an issue they want to know. And I'll get a question where they don't, I don't know the answer, and I'll say, look, if you hang on a second, I'll get somebody from the department who knows what they're doing, and I'll get you the answer. So I'll look to an adjoining aisle to ask for help. I'll fill them in, and when I bring them back to the person, nine times out of ten, that person will still be there because they want the answer to that. They're patient waiting for assistance. Every once in a while, I'll come back. Person's gone. Can't wait. My sixth grade teacher, Nancy Durier, always told us, patience is a virtue. I used to hate hearing that. Now, I used to be impatient when I was younger. When I had started, when I did P90X back in 2008 and I had to learn the yoga, that's something you got to be patient over. It's going to take time to develop. I mean, I learned patience from that. I mean, that yoga lesson transpired into my personal personal life. And for the past few years, each time I get stressed or frustrated, I exercise the patience in my mind because I know whatever is going to be happening, whether if it's good or bad, is going to work itself out.
Number three, repetition. Repeating daily actions every single day over time is going to develop a habit, a good habit or a bad one. But either way, you're going to get consistent about it. And it's going to be so instinctive that in second nature, you're going to do it unconsciously. Positive perspective, cooking. I struggled with cooking when I got started. Then I can make toast, coffee, eggs, real basics. Now I wake up excited, grab the ingredients, and I just go for it. Don't even use the recipe anymore. I know exactly what I'm doing. I have that confidence like, yeah, I can do this. Later if I'm hungry, I do the same thing. Now the negative side of that, smoking or drinking. When I used to smoke, I know this. I know people who wake up in the morning, first thing they do before they even get out of bed, light up that cigarette. They go in the kitchen, grab a bite to eat, light up that cigarette. Later that morning, if they get a break, light that cigarette. You get the idea. And the big one, time. Time's a very important variable because everything is going to happen in time. All too often in life, I hear people say, I don't have enough time, or there's no time. Motivational Creative Video Hub number six is on that topic, time. I came up with the concept to it. Everybody brought their own take to it, and this came out beautifully. My take on it was simple. Everybody's got 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I broke out the math really simply, but I'm going to give you a little more detail here, so let's really break it down. We have 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, 60 minutes an hour, 60 seconds in a minute. Or as how they said in the, mo- in the, in the show Rent, 525,600 minutes in a year. Oh, let's go big and put it back in the seconds. Check this out. 31,536,000 seconds. Now, if someone tells you, so give me a second. And you just sit there waiting, saying and thinking they won't take long. Next thing you know, it's 20 minutes, and you've been waiting for them. You're not going to be able to get that time back. Time goes forward, not backwards. So be cautious with your time and protect it. Most important things in life, you make the time for. Plain and simple. If it's important to you, you want to do it, you'll do whatever it takes to make it happen, and you'll put the time in to make it happen. That's for every category, every goal, every desire, everything you really want to do. And here's the key. Anything in life you want to develop a consistency to, you're going to make the time for it. Start right now. There's a line from Rocky Three where Sylvester Stallone's character Rocky is training with Carl Weathers, who's Apollo Creed. Now Creed's really pushing Rocky to help him improve. He's just punching and punching and Rocky's backing off because he can't handle it. And Creed is like, come on, man, what's the matter with you? Rocky's like, tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. And I never forgot the next line Apollo yells at him. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. He keeps repeating it. I was 13 years old when I heard that, and that line just hit me and resonated. There is no tomorrow. It created a mindset of do it now. I can never explain it. I mean, when I was younger, when like if I wanted to go out and do something, I would do it because of the fact that I didn't need, I didn't want to have to depend on anybody else for my happiness. If I wanted to do it, I would do it. People say, how can you do that? Because it's what my choice is. Now let's get back into smoking for a second. 2005, I went on a cruise for my brother for a week. He smokes. I needed to blow off steam. 
He bought a carton of Marlboro Reds. I bought a carton of lights. I went cigarette for cigarette with him every day, the whole trip, seven days. Last day, we got back to port. I had that last cigarette from the carton. I lit it up, threw out the empty pack. Didn't touch it again. After seven days of consistent smoking, my brother was blown away by the fact that I just quit cold turkey. Didn't go back to it. For months and years, he kept saying to me, how can you do that? How can you go cigarette for cigarette with me on a vacation, not get addicted? How's that possible? Now, my answer to him still floors him to this day, and I still stand by this principle. I said, because it's not important to me. Twelve years later, he's still blown away by that story. Now, in those 12 years, I've had a cigar at two different weddings. That's it. See, nicotine's not important to me. Doesn't matter. I defied the constant habit, that, the consistent habit that I developed because I knew the benefits of not doing it. Here's the thing. This is what I didn't tell my brother. Even though I went cigarettes for cigarette with him on that cruise and I did quit cold turkey afterwards, I didn't tell him about the feeling. I never let him know that. Every morning I woke up with that uncomfortable scratchiness in my throat and my throat was getting deeper and my breathing was getting shallow. And the days went on the cruise, I kept feeling horrible. And I kept feeling myself attached and getting addicted to cigarettes. I need a cigarette, I need a cigarette. But then I started coughing or I had a difficult breathing and I'm like, you know what? I'm not addicted and I'm going to stop this. It's not going to last long. And that last day when I threw out that empty pack, I heard a voice in my head say, good. And I thought to myself, it's just not important to me. That's why it's easy to stop. Now today, eating well, exercising, being flexible, strong, but that, and durable, that stuff is important to me. Doing 5Ks, these obstacle courses, that's what's important for me because that's what I really enjoy. You know, now that I'm in my fifth round of this workout program, Shift Shop, I mean, I could see the consistency I've developed over the past couple months and how it's paid off in a positive way because I could feel the positive change in my life. And the best part of it is, if I can achieve this, so can you, no matter what it is. You want to achieve something in life? You got to be consistent about it. Get into it. And believe me, you're going to get so good at it. It's going to become such a passion and a part of you and so second nature, you're never, ever, ever going to want it to stop. And that's where it's going to get fun. Listen, everything is possible. Just go do it. This is James. Thanks for listening.